Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Oh my goodness, good morning. I am like so excited to talk about it this morning because I really believe that in this simple message, there is breakthrough, there is healing, there is physical healing that's behind it. I really believe that some people are going to walk out free from um, physical conditions, from mental torment. I really believe that depression is going to lift off of people, that addiction is going to be broken, and just fundamental things are going to be shifted today if you go with me on this journey, okay? I feel like let's just go ahead and just pray, um, whew, and just if you can just put your hands out like this and just say, Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine anesthesia to go into deep places and take out things that have been hurting me. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to put your finger on things that are out of alignment. And to close any door that I have opened. In Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) All right, everybody ready? (laughs) Holy Spirit, keep coming with your anesthesia. We need his help, right? As we go into deep places, as we go into painful places. But there is freedom. Freedom. Can you say that word freedom together? Hold on. One, two, three. Freedom! Okay. So that's why we're doing it, right? I'm not just, you know, doing it for the heck of it, (laughs) to dig into everything, but there is purpose. There is freedom. So I want to talk about something super simple and something we've heard uh, hundreds of times today. Who can guess what it is? Take a wild guess. Love? Almost. (laughs) Jesus, yes. Everything here is about Jesus, yes. Always Jesus, all love. It's about forgiveness. It's about forgiveness. All right, buckle up. (laughs) Um, Those of you who know me know I love to draw. I love to draw everything on the board, and that's how I process And I really feel like for many of us, it will be easier to process visually. Um, Do you want to draw for me? I would love to. I'm going to be my my, uh, assistant, (laughs) my lovely assistant today. (laughs) Um, You know, if you can draw my my two different um, spheres where we can dwell. What is up here, you all? Heaven, right? And um, down here is earth and kind of everything that's not heaven. (laughs) Can we just throw on on the board just a couple things that are in heaven? 
love, Jesus, Jesus would be the central, love, acceptance, what else? Grace, peace, health, how are things financially in heaven? Everything is good, right? <laughs> Streets of gold, I would say they're doing all right. <laughs> Abundance, right? Wholeness. Power. A couple more things. Glory. Did someone say glory? Mm-hmm. What else? Forgiveness. Unity. Beautiful. All right. Unity. Uh, forgiveness. So what is down here? What, are, what is our daily experience after we, Adam and Eve and all of us in their um, trail have come out of, from heaven to earth into this system? Lack. Okay. So lack is a big one. What are some other things? Brokenness. Brokenness. Confusion. Confusion. Sickness. Sickness. I might have to write too. <laughs> Worry. Sickness. Condemnation. Condemnation. Division. Division. Unbelief. Unbelief. <laughs> Fear. Fear. Pain. Pain. All right, so we get the picture. Mm, thank you, Peter. <laughs> You're going to do a cross for me in the middle? Or... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right. So you will probably, if you've been in, in church for a minute, you all know the story of the unforgiven servant, right? And... Um, it's in Matthew 18, for those of you who want to look it up in your Bibles. And I'm just going to go through the story real quick, and then we will just um, land on the verses um, 32 through 35. But so, most of us know this story, right? So there was this guy who owed his master, what? A lot of money, like a ton of money, Right? And what did the master want to do to him for not being able to pay off that debt? He wanted to put him in jail, but not just him. Who else? Look in, your, look in Matthew 18. Who else was he going to pay for this guy? His whole family. So wife and children were going to go to jail too. Does that sound awesome? Yeah. So they were going to be sold into slavery. And he begs the master, and what does the master do? He has mercy on him, right? So I want to put two more um, words here. Is that um, this realm operates by the law of sowing and reaping. Okay, so whatever we reap, we sow. And this realm operates by mercy, right? Remember that verse, mercy triumphs over judgment. 
So in this realm, what do we receive from Jesus when we come and repent? What do we receive? We receive mercy. We receive grace. Could any of us ever be good enough to earn it? What does it say in Scripture we actually deserve? I don't feel like everyone is getting it yet. <laughs> what do we actually deserve? What does um, Romans tell us the payment, the wages of sin? Death. Death. Whoa. Wait a minute. So you want to be fair? That's what you, we deserve. Get your mind around that for a minute. Right? So that's just, that would be justice for us, is death. But instead, through Jesus, through the cross, we, give, we get this incredible gift of forgiveness that we do not deserve, that we could never earn, right? Who's still trying to be good enough to climb into heaven? Has it ever worked for you? Are you still trying, Haley? You're trying. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. <laughs> hey, I'm me too. Like, you know, I have different days. Sometimes I'm like, wow, Jesus, you paid for it all. And some days I'm like, mm, I have to help you, Jesus. <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> right? So, but this mercy, this grace, this forgiveness, right? We talked about Jesus' journey last week and how he went to the cross and as he's on the cross, is he praying, Father, let your justice prevail. Let it be fair, Jesus. Let it be fair, Father God. Let them pay for everything they have just done. What is he praying? Forgive them. Whoa, that is so not fair. So not fair, right? Because these people have just done, like his team has betrayed him, right? They're who knows where. These people have done unthinkable things to him, right? The guards. And he is not like Father God, come down from heaven and judge them. Tear, to, tear the heavens and come and let your fairness be restored. Thank you, Jesus, that your heart was to forgive us, to make a way for us that you did not desire justice but mercy. Whew. So what happens to that guy in the, in the story of Matthew 18? What happens next? He got a friend. Right? So if he owes like hundreds of millions of dollars to the master, let's say his friend owes, owes him maybe 600 bucks, $1,000 maybe. Hey, but he is just coming out of a very tough situation. <laughs> and he has to collect the monies, right? To pay off the master. He doesn't at this point, right? Wow. So he comes to this guy and shakes him down for money. Ooh, this person who was just forgiven so much and brought up here, 
goes back down here to shake the money out of this guy. You guys going to see a picture? So what happens to him when he was up here, you know, with all this love and mercy and acceptance? What happens when he comes down here and starts demanding it from his friend? What other things are in this space? Every evil thing. So who else is in this space? If God is up here, who else is in this space? Satan. So one of the names of Satan is the accuser. Right? So he is a lawyer. What is the, is the word in English? Prosecutor, right? So that would be his job, that everything is done, that you get everything that you deserve. So if you were getting stuff for free up here, once you go down here, you get everything you deserve. Whoa! When I first heard it, I was like, holy fear of the Lord gripped me. And I was like, oh, my word. So if I go down here and demand justice from someone who's wronged me, what else do I get with my justice? I get this entire bouquet Of dead flowers, right? So I, I, you know, pray with people all the time, and we would be praying for, like, healing or, like, let me give an example. A lot of times when people have been, like, let's say in a car accident or some, some kind of car accident, if you are still in the law and, and justice thing and you are not letting go and you are seeking justice, most likely your symptoms will still be there. Okay, that's a hard word. Um, whatever, whatever you acquired in that accident. You can pray for healing, you can pray for healing, but unless you forgive and release whoever was at fault, and if it, even if it was you yourself at fault, unless you forgive and release, that, that pain is not going anywhere. Because you have opened... A door down here, right? Like you have, you have chosen to be down here with this thing. It's really, it really stinks, doesn't it? <laughs> because I'm like, well, I really, really, I mean, that's, I mean, let's be fair, let's be honest right now. I mean, this is where I am. I want justice for everybody else. But what do I do? What do I want for me? Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> I want all this good stuff. I want mercy for myself, and, but justice for everyone who wronged me. Dang it. Right? So unfair. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm nice. I'm good, right? I think I, can, I have, can have mercy and all this bad people have judgment. Right, Peter? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad people. Well, I'm, I'm going to push it further. It's not so much that I want justice. It's that I need justice. I need to be protected. 
How am I, who's going to protect me if I'm going around willy-nilly giving grace to everybody? Who's going to protect me? Who's going to make sure I get mine back? Who's going to repair my car? Who's going to deal with all the problems that person created if I let them go free? So, yeah, to make it real. So I want to say that if you come up here and forgive and release and let the Lord, you know, like as Joseph, when he was sold into slavery... He said, what my brothers meant for evil, Lord, you have reintended for good. Right? He didn't do it himself, but he trusted the Lord to turn around the situation up here. If we go down here, I'll tell you who will protect you. <laughs> you will get your own little demon. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I mean, it, and it will, it will reap destruction. You will lose kids and spouses and houses and things. It will just open up this door for, for the enemy to come and steal. This is how important this is. Crazy, right? When I first heard this message, I was like, Jesus... Oh my gosh, let me get, make it back to my seat and we're just going to do some business. Because I always thought that I forgive for them. But the reality is, most of the time they don't even know <laughs> that you're not forgiving them. They're not the ones suffering. We are the ones, those who hold this stuff inside. It's almost like a jail cell full of people. And it gets really crowded. If it's crowded in my head and there's all these voices jabbering at me, you're like, okay, Jesus, who do I need to forgive? And usually it's, it's a list. I mean, it, it just means that I haven't done it in a minute. And there is a list of people, right? List of things. Whew. So this is what it says in Matthew 18, 32 through 35. Then the master called the servant, and you wicked servant, he said, I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to jailers to be tortured. Okay? So the demonic... We were talking about all this stuff, right? Are those jailers that will torture you if you choose to stay down here? Who likes being tortured? <laughs> no, not even one. <laughs> I don't either. Until he should pay back all he owed. Can you ever pay back all you owed? Can you ever make yourself? No. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is heavy, Jesus. I don't know. This is not my love, Jesus. <laughs> Up here. This is like Jesus in your face, right? <laughs> but this is freedom. Okay? 
In Matthew 6, 14, Jesus says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So it's very serious. So I would submit that most areas where we're stuck and are going in this circle of so of of just um, reaping bad thing after bad thing after bad thing, that most likely there is someone to forgive. Another big thing. I feel like with forgiveness and it's connected and Jesus talk, talks about it um, right next in Matthew 7. He says what? Do not judge or what will happen? You will be judged. Okay? So unforgiveness a lot of times goes with judgment. So for example, um, so for example, we see something in our parents that we're like, Oh, never. I vow, like, I would never be like my dad who's abusive. Or I would never be like my mom who's a drug addict. I would never do this. I would never divorce. I would, you know, just this, this judgment, right? What do you think you will do? You will just go in circles doing the same thing you judged until you forgive and release. It's so crazy, so crazy. And once you enter this circle, and I, I can feel myself getting into this um, judgment circle in my mind where like, I'm judging and not forgiving, and it's like everything just becomes tainted. Like my heart becomes hard, my heart becomes stale. I can't receive. It's not childlike anymore. It's not joyful. You know, there's that edge. And who am I? What about lighter judgment? Lighter judgment? Judgment light? I know. I still, I don't have all the answers. I have a lot of those light judgments. <laughs> I'm like, I'm speaking to myself as much as to everyone here, right? Like, I'm not special in this. <laughs> um, I just know, especially who are my justice people? Life is very hard for you, isn't it? Because by wanting justice, you get looped into this loop. And devil is not playing fair in this justice loop. You want to say something? <laughs> As the resident expert on... Uh, if you're a justice person, you have a magnetism for everybody else's brokenness. And everybody comes running to you to tell you their story. True? You know, people are like, yeah. 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 And, it, you know, one of the things Proverbs says is... Uh, the first person who brings their case is, is correct, is, seems right. 
until the next person comes. Anybody gotten sucked into that where you got on the wrong side of a battle because somebody got to you first? Right? Because that desire for justice, I will fight for you, sucks you into this place where it creates division. It creates brokenness. It creates pain. And what was a small problem, my justice desire creates an even bigger problem. And, and it's a hard thing because God said, he's the God of justice, not me, right? And the ability to surrender to him to bring about justice, that, wow. Yeah, yeah that's right on. And I, um, this morning I just saw this picture for myself and I feel like for many others in here is that um, we have climbed up on God's throne and we're judging. We're passing out judgments. What kind of throne did Jesus climb on? What did we celebrate? That's the throne you get to climb on as well. That's the throne from which there is mercy and not judgment. Hmm. It's, it's heavy. I know things that have happened to people in this room. I mean, I know some stories, but I, there's tons that I don't know. And they're intense. People have hurt us, like, in horrific ways. So I'm not, I'm not saying all of this lightly. But... If you want to hang on to your unforgiveness, and you may, like it's your choice, like you can do it, but your life will be devastated. So when I first heard that message, I felt like I just needed to... Um, I like I know that even as I'm speaking, most of us have like a lineup of people in front of our faces, and some of the stuff we hold on against people, it's like as as far back as like third grade or like first grade teacher, and and then there's big stuff where we were hurt in like serious ways, and small ways and serious ways, but it's all. Until we let it go, until we forgive. And forgiveness is a supernatural thing, right? It's a supernatural thing. It's what Jesus opened up for us on the cross to be able to forgive. It's partnering with his heart. It says in um, my other verses, 1 Corinthians 5, oh, 2 Corinthians 5, um, 16 through 21. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So Jesus is mission on the cross was to reconcile us. So now we can be Jesus to people and we can go and reconcile. 
we can go and reconcile people back to Jesus. Reconcile be people back to what they were created to be. And that's our part of our identity. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are the reconcilers. That's what we do. But I want to say that if we still have conflict on the inside and unsettled stuff in our own hearts, it's going to be very difficult to bring reconciliation to anyone else. So just as we reconcile with God and we reconcile with people, just even if it's not possible in the natural, but we reconcile in our hearts and we forgive and release them, then we can carry that message of reconciliation to everyone we get in contact with because that's who we are. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled with God to God. I was talking with a precious young man um, a couple weeks ago at our outreach at KSU, and um, he was just sharing that he was in the military and had to do horrible things, you know, for the country. And he hasn't been able to forgive himself. And as I kind of led him to forgive himself, I looked into his eyes and I said, I forgive you. You are forgiven. God forgives you. It is so important to look into someone's eyes and to be able to say, you are forgiven. God forgives you. So I feel like <laughs> like a surgeon <laughs> the wound has been cut you know the whatever whatever the um infection has been is cut open so I feel like let's just allow him to go ahead and take it out let's just go ahead and just close our eyes and just um, imagine the line of people who you have in your heart who you have not purposefully forgiven. Forgiveness is intentional. Release from judgment is intentional. It's not going to happen accidentally. It's not going to happen just, oh, I've forgiven them. I forgot about them. No, it's, it's still there unless you just make an intentional choice in your heart to forgive and just say to Jesus, So just in your lineup, just whoever the first person is, just go ahead and just um, imagine them, imagine yourself, first of all, imagine yourself with Jesus in a beautiful space, just a place where you feel safe. And just go ahead and just... Um, Take that person by the hand and bring them to Jesus. And just say, Jesus, I give this person, and you can um, say their name, a gift they do not deserve, a gift of my forgiveness. I forgive them. I release them from my judgment. 
and go as specific as you can um, with what you've forgiven them for. And Jesus, if, if there's any, anything attached to that unforgiveness, if there's anything attached to that wound, we just command it out of people in Jesus' name. If you um, kind of see what it is with your eyes closed, like what are, what are the things? Um, could be trauma or fear or addiction, whatever it is, um, you just can say, I break agreement with whatever he showed you in Jesus' name. And then just take the next person. And the same, Jesus, I forgive them. I release them. They owe me nothing. Um, I want to specifically um, go after people who've been in some kind of um, accident or um, there is like a dispute where you owe things and you've been wronged and you've been hurt and or injured. If you have it in your heart, just say, Jesus, I forgive them for what they stole from me, for how they hurt me, for, them, for everything I have to walk out in my daily life that a result of their action. And Jesus, I release them. I release them for everything they owe me. I trust you, Jesus, to fight for me. I trust you to protect me. And just in Jesus' name, I break off trauma right now. Um, those who had um, like a car accident, injuries, or any other kind of injury, and it was in your body, go ahead and try it out. A lot of you are healed already. Go ahead, like move your move your. Um, Backs, your arms, your legs, um, whatever, whatever there, wherever there was pain. It's that fast. A lot of times it's that fast. You just release it and it's gone. Wave your hand at me if there is a difference in your body. Come on. Mm, more Jesus. Um. Also, I feel like almost like a whole separate category, people who've been um, wronged by healthcare system. And by surgeons or doctors or just all, all of that. If you can just go ahead and just release them. I believe there's just going to be um, 
breakthrough. Um, people who've been hurt and wronged in business deals and betrayed and um, taken advantage of. And there, you like things have been shut down in that whole area. Ask Holy Spirit, who do you need to forgive? Sometimes it's not obvious. I believe there are many in this room that you suffered physical or sexual abuse and you carry those wounds in your body. They may not even be wounds other people know about. But you know that it's all connected. And God wants to free you today. One of the most scary things is to release our abusers to God. But holding on to them, holding on, that demanding that they pay the way we want them to pay is only enslaving us. And if you're done being tormented, can you trust that God will get justice for you and surrender them to Him? Because He can't work on your behalf as long as you and I hold on for ourselves. He wants to go to bat for us. He wants to. So right now, if that's you, I just say, God, I give you my abuser. I give you what they did to me. I give you what happened. I give you my story. Just like Joseph gave God his story, a story of being sold into slavery, of abuse, of being... I feel like there's several in here. You told people about your abuse. You were not believed, just like Joseph was not believed. And you then paid a price. Even that God wants to redeem today if you will give it to him. I forgive the people who didn't believe me. I forgive the people who didn't fight for me. I forgive the people who betrayed me, who sold me out. I release them because holding on doesn't do me any good. I want to be free. I give them to you. I give them a gift they don't deserve. And I receive your freedom. I feel like as, as, um, as we are forgiven right now, and just as you're releasing more and more, I feel like people are starting to get a taste for it. It feels actually amazing. As once you start forgiving, it, it clears your head, it clears your um, emotional space. It, it's like brings, it's almost like hot air balloon that's weighed down with all the sandbags. And with each forgiveness, you cut up the sand, a sandbag, and you are, um, before you know, you're like floating up there in the heavens. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the only one who can take all of that pain and injustice. Um, I feel like just... Um, several thanks, Jesus. Thank 
you, Jesus. I feel like next one, and a lot of times the hardest one to forgive is ourselves. And if you can just um, ask Holy Spirit, um, Holy Spirit, what do I hold myself accountable for? And what do I not forgive myself for? And what have I judged myself for that I need to release this morning? Mm-hmm. I feel like some have a theological block with this. Let me put it another way. is we refuse to receive God's forgiveness in that area when he has forgiven us. We hold ourselves to a higher standard than he does. We will not, it's either forgiving ourselves or simply receiving his forgiveness. So if you can just um, stand before Jesus and just say, Jesus, I forgive myself and I receive the gift of your forgiveness that I do not deserve. And just start releasing to Jesus like areas where you have judged yourself. Like I I forgive myself for not being good enough mom. I forgive myself for not being like wise enough in this area. That just like get as specific as possible because we judge ourselves and we hold ourselves in bondage. Where Jesus has set us free, he has already paid for our freedom. He has paid to forgive us. And then there are most of us, even though a lot of us wouldn't ever say it out loud, but we hold God accountable for different things, and we refuse to forgive him. A lot of the narratives in our minds that you didn't come through for me here, or you failed me here, or you abandoned me, or I prayed for this and it didn't happen. And as scary as it might be, it's important to bring those before God. Again, for those of you who struggle with this idea of forgiving a God who cannot sin, forgiveness is letting go. Of the, of the narrative. It's letting go of my claims against God. Where were you? Saying, I let go of that story. I let go. I, I, I'm choosing to hear a new story from you. I'm choosing to hear something new. I'm letting go of what I, I have held against you. It's not that God has sinned. So God, Jesus, I release you from my judgment. Please forgive me for judging you. Holy Spirit, thank you that as we are releasing, that you are filling us up. Just go ahead and just ask him right now, Jesus, what do you want to give me in exchange for the things I'm letting go? What do you want to give me in exchange for fairness or justice or for retribution, for vengeance, for holding those people 
and being able to rent them in my head, what do I get in exchange? Just start receiving from Him. It's going to be all the stuff from heaven. It's going to be health and abundance and joy, wholeness, power. Thank you, Jesus. The chains are falling as your people are forgiving. Things are shifting in our minds. Things are shifting in our hearts. Every spirit that has attached itself through unforgiveness, I commend it out of people. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every bondage that has come in through unforgiveness. As your sons and daughters are forgiving, let those chains break right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this was just the taste. This was just the first taste. I was thinking about it. You know, if you don't clean your house for like five years, you're going to have a big spring cleaning to do. (laughs) So for those of us who haven't done this in a minute, it's going to take some time. And I would encourage you to just get alone with the Lord and just even write out a list or just have a list of people that you go through and just... One by one, just do this exercise with and just forgive and release. Forgive and release. And you will just start experiencing how much freer and how much lighter you're going to feel. And just how things are going to start shifting in your life. And how things that were stolen repeatedly are just going to, there's going to be a stop to that. And there will be a restoration to relationships. Um. But I also want to say that once you do the spring cleaning, how often after spring cleaning, ladies, it takes to clean your house? <laughs> like daily, probably, right? We do dishes every day. We, like, sweep every day. It's maybe not a deep clean every day, but there is a cleanup <laughs> every day. So I, some, it could be something as simple as when you drive in your car, you just have that time when you just, Jesus, who do I need to forgive today? And trust me, you'll have a new list every day. <laughs> I mean, you know, the stuff happens every day. Many things happen every day. <laughs> There's many people to forgive every day. Or as you're, you know, in the shower brushing your teeth, it's not complicated but it's this discipline, it's this constant staying in this space of just forgiving and releasing, of not letting the record of wrongs build and just getting addicted. It's a good kind of addiction, right? There's a good kind of addiction. Getting addicted to forgiveness. Getting addicted to staying free in that space where you just have an unbroken fellowship with God, where nothing is clouding you. If the worship team can come up. I know everyone is still under anesthesia. (laughs) Um, But I really feel like this is just a beautiful space at this altar. Just to come and just, especially if you've realized that you've been on the throne of judgment and you want to climb down from that throne 
and you want just to surrender and just say, Jesus, I humble myself. I come down from the throne of judgment into just into the throne of grace. Um, we're through your cross. We're through your cross, Jesus. We're reconciled. Let's all stand. This altar is open again if you just need to bring things to Jesus and just let go. This is the time and space to do it. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.